All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome inside the 360 Sports Show. I am Andrew Pizzelli. He is Christian Lauber, and we are coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. A lot to get to here tonight, and we want your thoughts, comments, questions, and concerns in the comment sections of any of those live streams. Or you could always email the show, the360sportshow at gmail.com. Uh, a lot of football slated today on the program, but if you want to change the subject, if you want to guide us anywhere as you will, more than happy to do so through the comment section. So, Christian, uh, with that being said, uh, and the NFL being now the, the dominant storyline here in the sports world, uh, what about last week, week one of the NFL season, do you want to discuss first? Uh, well, I think we should start with the upset of the week, don't you? <laughs> uh, I knew we were going to go here. Um, and, and before you can even ask, I, I, I'm a man. I'm a man of my word. Now, now, th- now these I didn't just like take these off. These these are these are clean. Thanks for clarifying that. These are clean. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I know this is Zoom. You know. Uh, you, you know these, the, the, uh, you know, from the from the chest down up is all we see. Uh, these are these are clean. These are fresh out the washing and dryer. Um, I did not think. I did not think <laughs> that the Broncos had a shot of losing that game going into it. I honestly didn't. I mean, because I looked at it and said, "Hmm, Russ might play." I mean, look at how Brady played. Granted, there was an elements factor to that, but like Brady played subpar in his return to New England, a place he was in for almost 20 years. Russ, not as long, not as much of a history there, but like it's going to be emotional. He might struggle. Twelfth man was a factor. But I said, Geno Smith's not going to be able to do enough, which honestly, he kind of wasn't. Seattle defense stepped up big time uh, to help pull that thing out and uh i'm yeah the underwear goes on the head i mean there's really nothing else to it i i I can't i was watching that game i tuned in back and forth doing some other things third quarter i'm like ah i'm good it's close it's a one possession game russ has got this especially on that last drive but then the broncos decide oh yeah 64 yarder we're in field goal range Let's just burn 50 seconds off the game clock and kick a 64-yarder and call it a night. What? Yeah, that, that, how's that new head coach down there, Nathaniel Hackett? Uh, that that was the first. When, when I saw that happen, as that was happening, I'm like, they're just going to settle for a 64-yarder here. I, I, was, I was getting laundry ready. I mean, I, I knew at that point that it was it was over. So for those of you who are our podcast listeners, which, you know, if you ever miss an episode of the show or you want to take us on the go, uh, subscribe through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, so for those of you who are listening to this in an audio-only form, you may remember that last week Christian made me bet that if the Seahawks were to win this uh, game... Uh, uh, you willingly took this bet. I willingly accepted uh, that if the Seahawks won this game, I would have to wear underwear on my head. Fair enough. So just for this initial segment, the we'll, underwear we'll is on for this for this segment. Um, so go ahead. Uh, what what else about this? I mean, I've said my piece about this matchup. What 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 about you? 
Well, I thought you were in the clear once Adams went down because he was in the backfield a couple times, and I was like, well, this thing might actually be close because of the way the defense is playing for the Seahawks. He gets injured probably, yeah, I don't even know if there's a word yet, but he got carted off. Let's see. Um, so I was like, okay, well, they have no shot now. He's the best player on defense, maybe for both sides. Um, and then, sure enough, I, I didn't like the coaching from Denver a lot of the time, and I think no matter who is playing in Seattle – it just it, it seems like it's always going to be a tough place to play. Um, it's always loud, and especially in this environment, especially for you know Russ played there for a number of years, but also it's just you think they were fired up for that. It's probably even louder than normally is. So I think that ultimately is why I said this could be the episode of the week because just in that element on a normal week, if if Wilson wasn't the quarter of the Broncos and say Brady or someone like that was, I think it's an easy matchup. Uh, but just this factor, um, we said, give me, I said, give me the Hanes and you took it. <laughs> the thing is like, whenever we have these though, whenever you make the absurd bet, I usually end up like, like it hap it comes to fruition. Yeah. So I knew as soon as I said, as soon as the words, I'll take that bet, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew it was going to happen one way or another. Um, I'm glad the first comment is fire Matt Patricia. It's not, you know, I, I put up on the stream, have a question, leave it in the comment section. Not, what the heck is on your head, bruh? It's Fire <laughs> Matt Patricia. Nice. Maybe they just no. think this is, maybe they just think this is, this is a reference to the New England Patriots and their, and their efforts. Could be. Uh, down in Miami, which we'll get to and we'll probably spend a, uh, a lengthy amount of time, uh, on that. Um, ah, uh, crud. What else was I gonna say? Yeah, I was just I was just very disappointed in the Seahawks, very very, uh, in the Broncos rather. Very disappointed. I will say this though: you wanted to make this the upset of the week. Let the record show: Christian still picked Denver thirty-five seventeen. So yeah, I mean, I thought there was a slim chance, but hey, you know what? Uh, one of us said it was. Gonna, <laughs> one of us said it was going to be the upset of the week potentially, and. Uh, one of us also took a bet on underwear, and that guy is you. So I was gonna say one of us has underwear on their head, the other does not. So uh, if you're one of our podcast listeners and you're you're wondering what it looks like, go over to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, and go uh, watch uh, the replay of the live show. All right. Well, now that that's over with, whew, undies off. That doesn't sound right. Uh, never again. Please. Never. Never again. Uh, on to the rest uh, of the NFL. Um, one thing I will say, um, everyone, go and hug your long snappers. Give them a hug. Tell them you love them. Cherish them. Because it's one of those positions that you don't think about all that often. But if your long snapper goes down, Cost you games. Or, or, I mean, oh, people like make fun of kickers. Luckily, it didn't cost them a game, but I mean, Chiefs lose their kicker. You got like a wide receiver, you know, doing kickoffs. Um, but the long snapping, I mean, you see that special teams operation, it's an operation. It's supposed to be a smooth thing. Snap, hold, kick, boom, done. Any of that gets thrown off, you see what happens. Blocked field goals, shanked field goals, you know. Uh, laces in and what that does. Um, the end of that 
I mean, that Bengals-Steelers game should have ended in a tie. I think, like, holistically, it deserved to end in a tie. Um, but the Steelers end up pulling that thing out. Despite both teams having chances to win and missing field goals, or for the Bengals, who could have just won that game outright in well, regulation. The Steelers lost about three or four of their best players. Yeah. T.J. Watt being number one on that list. Oh, yeah. That Well, I mean, that's that in and of itself is a storyline, too. The injuries. I mean, yeah. already week one, injuries to know. significant players. Um, I think about the Dallas Cowboys, who, I mean, you were right. You called it. I mean, I think, did we both end up picking Dallas? We did. Um, but I, only because I thought week one, they'd want some revenge on Tampa. Dallas looked awful before Dak Prescott got hurt. Yeah. Um, and now he's gone for six weeks. There goes the Cowboys season. I mean, that's it. It it's over. Uh, I mean, I know, I know they play in the NFC East, where it takes maybe only eight nine wins to win the division. But um, you might fall significantly behind um, the Eagles, You're who are going to win games. Rush? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I I thought because he's not going to elevate the team. Like no, I, I mean, their roster is talented, though. I I still I I don't think they're that talented on the on offense i thought that like dak was going to elevate whoever you put around him now you got elliot yeah but i mean i don't necessarily love that wide receiving core um yeah me neither but so it's it's decent i would say let's see cowboy schedule they said, I, I, like, think, six I, I don't know weeks. if they're out of it just because of the division. Although the Giants won a, won a game, the Eagles both won. Uh, so so the, they play. They here's their schedule. While because let's, let's just say six weeks. Let's just be generous for Dak. Bengals, Giants, Commanders, Rams, Eagles, Lions. Mm, there's a few winnable games for sure in there. Commanders and Lions should be should be winnable. I would say the Bengals might be winnable just based on how they played. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl hangover much. Uh, and then you got... Uh, what did I say? Lions. Then you got Bears, Packers, Vikings, Giants, Colts, Texans. So their schedule actually isn't that tough. But you don't want to put yourself... I mean, luckily they have, again, not the strongest division in the world. But if the... If the Eagles put together, if any of those other teams put together a good season, it's going to be tough for Dallas. So, which is a shame. I mean, it's, you'd never want to see star players go down. And already, week one, bing, Mm -hmm. you have guys, marquee guys missing. And Jamal Adams, who we just mentioned, he's also off of the year, supposedly. So, yeah. No bueno. Um, Trying to think of what the other, we already talked about the Cincy game. Uh, how about Tennessee and the Giants and Wonder. going going for two? Uh, to the Giants saying, you know what, we're going for the win. Do you like that move? Um, for, for um, oh my God, why am I having a complete brain fart now? Dayball, Dayball. You know, first game on the road. You know, were they on the road? No, they, they yeah, they were on the road. Yeah, they were on the road. They were yeah, in they Tennessee. Were on the road, chance to win a game, send a message to your team. Ah. Do you think that was the right call? Obviously, it works out they win, but like, is the risk worth the reward there, or does it even matter? You're just trying to like set the aggressive tone with your team. Uh, 
I like it in this situation because I think the Giants, who knows how many games they're going to win. I think you go for the knockout punch, especially against a team like Tennessee, who a lot of people probably gave them no chance. I think I was in that camp. Uh, I feel like Tennessee was going to run over the Giants. But, Me too. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind it, and obviously it worked out. But even if it doesn't work out there, I still kind of like it just because I feel like you got to take some chances, you know? Um, and And one of these moments where he you know i i think the reward is probably it outweighs the the risk because if you're if you're losing this game you're zero and one your team's like okay we we were right there we could have taken a, a shot at and maybe got it but now you're one and oh and now you're kind of cruising and everybody believes in it so i don't know i kind of like it because he's a first year so it's not like yeah you know he's been there three years and you gotta have a great season i think he's going into it trying to you know, pick up a team that's already down. So what I love about it is that he did it to Vrabel because Vrabel's the guy when he got to Tennessee that was doing this all the time. Sure. Um, Detrimentally. So it was like, dude, like, yeah, like you needed to win this game, but like you could have just kicked the field goal and gone to overtime and won it in overtime. Now, now the game's over. You lost in the game you needed to win. Um, But this was his MO when he started in Tennessee. So to do it, to do it to Vrabel, I actually thought was kind of poetic. Um. Uh, Green Bay. Ew, 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 ew. Yeah, not ew. great. Do you think they missed Devontae Adams? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I mean, they pretty much no-showed in, in the first game. That's pretty much what it was. Against a team like Aaron Rodgers like owns that Vikings team. That's, yeah. you know, it wasn't that, or no, it was the Bears. It was the Bears that he was like, I own you. Um, But, I mean, he's also pretty much owned the Vikings, too. I mean... That's yeah, who had Justin Jefferson on their fantasy team this week. My God, <laughs> like 10 catches, 190 yards and two touchdowns. Not me. Put in a waiver claim. I wonder what it's like to have a wider receiver like that. Ah, uh, uh, we'll get there. Uh, the other ones we already talked about Tampa, Dallas, um, man, Arizona, like I yeah. thought it would be like, I didn't think the Chiefs, put it this way, I was surprised by both things. How poorly the Cardinals played and how damn good the Chiefs look. Didn't you, you told the Cardinals to double Kelsey, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You went for eight catches, 121, and a touchdown. So I would say maybe not the best coverage uh, scheme. No. Whatever they did. Or didn't do. Or didn't. Um, no, I mean, Mahomes and the Chiefs, that was blowout city from the jump. Uh, the Cardinals got smacked in the mouth, and it, that was a non-competitive NFL you are, game. You always want to say they're going to have some type of down year. When you have the best quarterback in the league, you don't have a down year. We know this from uh, Tom Brady here 20 years. Yes, but I, a down year for by their standards is, hey, maybe only win 10, 11 games, and we have to maybe gut our way to a conference championship instead of just buzzsawing through everybody that looked like a buzzsaw if that's what they're going to be this whole year then they're going to be a buzzsaw again and yeah, that's a, and, and that's as you said a credit to Mahomes who has to live without one of his star weapons for the first time ever um looked fine to me <laughs> looked just yeah. fine to me which is which should be scary um to the rest of the NFL Five touchdowns no interceptions game one yeah I'd say that's pretty good yeah um, I'm not totally sold on Arizona's defense regardless because they got rid of some pieces, but 
we'll see we'll see what the the chiefs look like here in the coming weeks i think they got chargers colts and then the bucks so yep all right christian um <laughs> where do you want stuff. where do you want to begin by dissecting this new england patriots debacle in miami week one well uh i'll start with the coaching and the quarterback neither of which was good uh and neither of which should be left out of the equation for blame uh but i mean you could basically just start on the offensive side of the ball they were a plus zero in this game so they pretty much had no effect they lost a touchdown they scored a touchdown that negates itself and then miami got 10 points another way um I, I just start with the offense. Uh, that's where I start and pretty much end, to be honest with you. The defense, I think, kept you in it for the most part. Uh, it's not like they ran over you. Um, so I don't know. I start with Mac Jones. I start with the coaching. I didn't love the play calling much of the day. Almost no play action. Um, not enough for Mondre Stevenson. And not enough Kendrick porn. I just, I, I can't believe we're doing this again with the Patriots and a player that's getting benched here already. Did it with Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl, other guys throughout the years. And here we go again, Kendrick Bourne, who looks like the guy that, you know, Mac Jones, this guy last year, safety blank. He got better as the year went on. And now he's in Matt Patricia's doghouse, supposedly. Uh, and to me, that's the most noticeable thing. Cause he played two snaps in the game. He caught a 30, 40 yard catch. Yeah. So like, where is the guy? Devontae Parker's out there a lot, and I don't know if he needs to be every snap. He's a good red zone threat, and he's a good guy to throw out there in, in some packages, but I don't know if he needs to be out there all the time. So coaching, number one, Matt Patricia, whoever, he supposedly he was calling the plays. So that's where I start. I knew it was going to be a disaster, and it was. The offensive line was not good. Anything on the offensive side of the ball, I could nitpick this week. I just They, they were not good in any facet. I agree. I mean, the I had a glimmer of optimism. I said, you know what? Once the games start, you know, let's see what it really looks like. I'll give them the opportunity <laughs> to prove me wrong. And that first drive was feeling like statement drive. Hearing all the noise. This isn't going to work. This is going to be bad. The offense is going to suck. The team's going to suck. And they're just moving it. We're looking like, wow, this is going to be an 80-yard scoring drive on the first possession of the year. Having to face some third downs, convert some big plays, okay. And, hey, listen, it's it's you could call it a controversial call, no call. There should have been pass interference holding something for Devontae Parker. But you know what? You know what I don't like? I'll agree with you here. The play call. You're moving the ball. There's no need for a shot play there. A 50-50 ball. It's one thing to throw it like in a position where, hey, only my guy's gonna get it. If not, it's incomplete or it's out of you know, it's out of bounds. There's no room for an interception there. You throw up a fifty fifty ball, like jump ball into the end zone that like could get tipped, could get picked. Like and, and that's what happened. Um and that like that right there set the tone for like what the day was gonna be like. And hopefully it's not what the season's gonna be like. Because the offense was like a struggle. Wrap yourself in. The offense was a struggle to watch. You know, it d didn't seem smooth, didn't seem crisp. It seemed like they were just fighting it to get anything. Uh, not dynamic, right? I mean, that's how I describe it. It just didn't look dynamic. They have dynamic players. They have guys 
that should be able to make plays, get open, um, and 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 have they have the weapons? I think to be a, a higher powered offense, to be better than seven points. I don't know how much of this is going to be an adjustment period. Like I've said, the problem with an adjustment period is that if it's in the regular season and you're playing tough opponents, you can't be 0-5 and and then be like, oh, well, we figured out the offense now. Too little, too late. Because maybe you're going to break your quarterback in the process, which is already back injury something. I think Mac's going to play through it. Guy's tough, but not good already for the guy that you're hoping whether you're fans and you believe in it or not, the Patriots are banking on him to be their quarterback for the foreseeable future. So you don't like want to see that guy get hurt or miss time or take a step back. And all those fears about that happening are already starting to come to well, pass. Here's what I'll say. In year two, he's going into year two. Does Mac Jones look confident at the moment? Because he mm-hmm. looks like he's just he's tepid. He is sped up. And I put this on some of the coaching because McDaniels was here and they they had a dip at the end of the year, sure. But he was looking like, okay, he leveled off. But year two, he should make an, uh, an upward jump. And now we're, he's kind of digressed here or, or regressed yeah, uh, and gone backwards, at least from what I've seen here in the last four weeks, whatever we've seen in terms of preseason yeah. now week one. It's not a good sign when this kid who was brought here to kind of be the next guy is already going downwards in year two. And it's not all his fault. I don't think he played great no matter what uh, you want to tell me. Uh, not you personally, but just the the general. Like, he, he's put in a bad situation, obviously. The O-line is not blocking anything, pretty much. And the coaching, I think, is another part of it. But even when he had time and stood in there, he made like two, one or two good throws. One to Myers, who made a phenomenal catch on the sideline, and then the one to Bourne. But outside of that, I didn't think he had a great day, regardless of you know he, he which which could be credited to being sped up and things like that. But he just, I thought there was going to be some type of jump here, and there was one major change in the offseason that was the coaching, and now you got Kendrick Bourne not playing snaps, who was also on the upward. And Mac Jones going backwards. So where do you start with that? The change in the offseason, maybe? That's where I do. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it all is speculation until now we're playing games. And they have put one full game on the resume. And what does the eye test tell you? And what is what does the sniff test tell you? All those things that you just said and we're concerned about. Game one, we're true. They can bounce back this week. I certainly look at them and say with the defense... The defense is going to be good. now. Granted, like I think Tua is very limited, and yeah, and, sure. and, and I think you know he's got some great weapons, guys that he literally just has to like lob the ball to, and they make they make plays. Tyreek Hill going to see a buzz out here next week, though. So it, well, th- that's what I'm going to say. Mitch Trubisky, I think, is a better quarterback than Tua, but he does not have a Tyreek Hill that you need to worry about. Um, so I think the defense. Is certainly going to be this defense is I think good enough to hold a team, even you know like any of the above average teams. Now the elite teams, I don't know if they could hold them under like twenty one points, um, but the the above average to obviously poor teams, I think this defense is going to be able to hold hold its weight. You got to play complimentary football. 
the offense has to pick up the slack. And that doesn't just mean like, you know, scoring 21 points in a row in the fourth quarter. That that means like just not falling behind and putting your defense in positions where it's like, oh my God, we have to get five stops in a row and we can't even give up a first down because it's going to allow time to come off the clock. Like you got to allow those guys some wiggle room. Uh, and you know, the pressure right now, I mean, you're not going to win game seven, nothing in the league anymore. You're no, just not, it's not the way uh, you're not going to win them. 10, nothing, 14, nothing, 14, 10. Those happen once in a blue moon because of a hundred mile an hour of wind, uh, or, you know, 80 inches oh. of rain. Um, so it's, it's not going to be the norm. Uh, so you need, you got to score. I hope the offense bounce bounces back this week. I think they have the tools to, can they figure out whatever it is that's holding them back? I don't know. I don't know if they can figure it out in a week. I know if they go out there and win, it'll certainly buoy this, the negativity and, and it will, will help them. You go down. Oh, two, Man, it's gonna be a long year. Yeah, long, I mean, look, long year. A few more of these. I'm starting the fire bell trick. I'm, I'm starting it. I'll start at week four or five. If you go on four, one and five, something like that. I mean, look out. It's gonna be a disaster. Because not only that, but these guys that you're supposedly in the doghouse, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Brown, guys like this, they're gonna check out completely. Exactly. And then you really look out because I think you could snowball and go like one and fifteen. Well, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. I think the players right now are willing to buy in. You're going to lose the players, like you said. And, and and not just those guys who maybe feel like, why am I in the doghouse? You're going to lose the ones who aren't. You're going to say, yeah, 100%. But why are we doing this? Why am I listening? Why am I listening to this coach? Yeah. Why? Are we, why? I, I'm not. look like that in week one. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. I mean, so uh, it's, like I said, it's, it's on, it's, it's on a razor's edge right now. Uh, and we'll see. So, I mean, I think the, the, the defense held its own, and when I look at the defense, I at least see some talent there. Kyle Duggar, I think, if you don't put him in coverage, which he got caught a little bit, when he's not in coverage, he's he's really, really good. You can see how athletic he is. He had a couple huge tackles in the backfield. Uh, Barmore, I think Judon is your best player. Uh, McCordy obviously does what he does, and even, even the cover guys, I didn't think were that poor this past weekend. No. But you can get put in situations where – like this is where I say, and you you kind of alluded to it. The elite teams, that's when you get three or four deep wide receiver tight end, yeah. And that's when you get in trouble because Miles Bryant and those guys see more, more yeah, more trouble. But against the Steelers and these teams coming up, the Jets, the Dolphins, you should be right in these games. And if the offense can just play a little bit, you're yeah. probably going to sneak some wins out. I just don't know if they can. Yeah. Will remain to be seen. It's really so. sad that we're talking about the offense being so poor because the defense couldn't get off the field in Buffalo last year. And I thought, well, it might be this, more of the same this year, and the offense will have to keep you in it. No, opposite. I know, I know. At, at that, it, that is probably the, that is the biggest surprise. It's a good development. It's a positive development for the defense. Oh my God, the offense just lackluster and inept. Well, now onto some fun. It's time for hot. Hot. You want to talk about hot. Hot. Please stop doing that. Doing what? Continue. Good. And not. God, is he a moron. Oh my God. He doesn't shut up. It's so stupid. Stupid decisions. Dum-dums. The naughtiest knot of the year. Oof. Suck fest. Suck sauce. On the 360 Sports Show. 
All right, Christian. Hot and not the ups, the downs, goods, bads, pluses, and minuses. Where are you starting this week with what was hot? You stole mine, so you'll get to it, and I'll agree with you. But uh, I'm going uh, – we talked about those NFL dances, whether they were hot or not last week. Well, uh, Ham from the Sandlot, a.k.a. Patrick Renna, um, did his own version with, I believe, his family members. I'm not sure exactly, or friends, something like that. Uh, and they're they're on the list this week. You know, we, we weren't sure, hot, not – up down but this is just more funny cuz <laughs> It is certainly hot. Yeah. <laughs> this is the better version. The much better version. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, love it. So that was that was number one, and then number two was the Seahawks pulling out a victory because everybody got to see underwear on your head. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> hey, I've been on your hot list for being stupid before, so you know what? <laughs> for, for, for I forget what it was for it was for, for mathing for, yeah, for math. not remembering which five teams math. you had just said. Uh, so yeah, no, it's fair. That is that is completely fair. Uh, I just want to go with the U.S. Open. I mean, I know it's like the games can be or the matches can be late, uh, and and the times of everything and knowing when to watch and catch who and it can be hard to keep track of. But if you stay up, uh, one credit to some of these guys who play for like four and a half, five hours uh, at an elite level is remarkable to me. Uh, but that TFO Alcaraz match, um, you know. Sad to see TFO go down. You know, I I was looking forward to seeing him like maybe come and win the open. Um, but I thought after the second set that he lo- he loses the second and then gets blown out in the third set. I thought, well, this is over. Uh, and because he looked completely gassed, uh, and then he gutted out and basically created like you know they. <laughs> became uh, a real a real matchup, almost a classic matchup. Uh, and hopefully we see these guys play each other uh, a lot uh, for the foreseeable future because um, it was certainly an entertaining match. Um, and then Alcaraz goes on to, you know, win the whole thing. 19 years old. He turned pro four years ago. <laughs> yeah. He came in ranked uh, 20-something, right? Well, so it says third. Was that his ranking in this, or is that his overall national, like, like international, like ranking? Or was that uh, just who, where he was seated for the tournament? No, I think it's ATP rankings because of who was slotted. But I think he's number one now. If I'm not. Mistaken. Oh yeah, he's 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 number one. So uh, I think it's I think it's ATP ranking is what it is. Yep, that's that's what that's what his ranking is. Number one. Uh, let's see right now. Yeah, he's number one. Nadal is number two. Um, man, I want to see that matchup. That would be fun. Two Spaniards, nineteen, would... and you know the old man versus the young. You know? Exactly. Um, nineteen, this kid, nineteen, and he is ridiculous. Yeah, but it was exciting. You know, I, I, there's kind of this is what t- I think a sport like tennis needs. Like I got b- both of them playing into the crowd a bit, right? Energy in the building. Sometimes you watch some of these matches and, you know, there's, there's, I know there's etiquette about being quiet and, and such things, but like, I don't know. You want to see a little juice, uh, in the building, not just from fans, but from the competitors, 
uh, as well. And I thought both of those guys brought that that energy, uh, and it was exciting. Um, same deal on the women's side. I mean, I, I think you you saw a lot of that as well. Um, so it was exciting. It was really exciting. I didn't think I would be watching as much of it as I did, mostly because I was just up way later than I planned to be. And so well, I had something to watch. I had something to watch, uh, and it was entertaining. So, anywho, what is not for you this week, Christian? Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, head coach of the Broncos, was number one because I think he made the dumbest play of the weekend. Could be on my list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 64-yard field goal when you have Russell Wilson. I could understand if you had Drew Locke. You know, just kick the field goal. We'll take it. Uh, Russell Wilson back there? Dude. Don't don't kick a sixty four yarder. Sixty four yarder in Seattle. You're not a mile yeah, high, yeah. dude. Yeah, forget about it. Like it's not, and it's also it's it's sixty four yarder. It's not like even a sixty yarder. I mean, like Justin Tucker's, you know, sixty yarder. Really, you could argue is plausible. Fifty five yarder, maybe you settle for it, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Sixty four yard. You're talking about pushing like you're on the cusp of like NFL record Sweet. kick. It's not like, hey, one second left. What do we do? Hail Mary, 64-yarder. Roll the dice. You basically got to 64 yards and said, that run the clock down. Yep. With three timeouts in your pocket. That Then you start calling after you miss the field goal. Like, come on, dude. Dummy. Dumb, dumb, dummy. Yeah, no bueno. Uh, so this one, it it is not for, <laughs> for their team. Uh, it is a not. But I think it's hysterical. Uh, so let me find this. Uh, this was so good. So this is uh, in the Bundesliga. This is the two side for FC uh, Magdeburg. <laughs> Went five games without scoring, and the fans decided to help the team know where to go to score. This is awesome. This is so great. <laughs> They just got all the arrows. They're just pointing here, over here. The goal's over here. I love it. <laughs> it didn't really help, but. It didn't, but I just think this is amazing. Now they're running on the other side. Yeah, now they're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're running back the other way. Oh, right over here. That's right. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So for these, so for the videos and stuff we've been showing for the hot night, we'll, we'll tweet these out through. Uh, at 360 Sports Show, but Dust Hat, that was just too fantastic. Too fantastic uh, not to share. So those are our hots and nots for the week. And now, to round things out, we get to picks. So, Christian, uh, you won six matchups last week. Hey, I only won five. <laughs> we both picked that Denver game wrong, though. I'm, I'm going to keep saying that. We both yeah, and we, you also put underwear on your head. So, I, uh, who really that, won that? That I did. Yeah, you really you won the week. Yeah. So I didn't get a point, but you know what? I'll take the point in my heart. <laughs> All right, week two. What do we got coming up on Thursday night football? Don't forget Amazon Prime, your first Al Michaels game of the year. Go Al. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at Kansas City to start us off. You can call me Al. Um, ay, 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 ay. Hmm, this is a tough matchup. It's the Chargers. Chargers look good. Uh, I'm still going to go KC only because 
they showed me you're a I pick you until you lose team once again at least after one week yeah uh Casey is gonna have a down year um they're gonna come back to earth a little bit and so with that being said I'm gonna pick the uh Chiefs gotcha next I always lose the schedule. It's only game one. Uh, this might be the game of the week. I'll tell you this. Jets, Browns. <laughs> uh, I got to go Cleveland. I mean, I, I'm surprised. I was I was ready for the Panthers. I thought it would be a, a game. Um, I didn't know how much the Browns would have, have it in them to go out there and get Ws. Um, they showed fight. They showed me a little something. Uh so I, I I was impressed by them. Now at home, uh, the Jets are not a strong team. Cleveland. Yep, I will concur. Washington at Detroit. Man, we got a couple games here. Round them out. Um, Washington State, right? That actually could have been on the not list. Did you see that? No. Allegedly, someone at the Commanders game was selling mugs that had the Washington Commanders logo and Washington State behind it. Hmm. Interesting decision. <laughs> uh oh dude. That's not that Washington. Wrong Washington, buddy. <laughs> Think anybody noticed it that bought it? Uh yeah, it was uh, all over the internet. <laughs> all right. Well, Pe- people probably bought those just out of uh Oh my god, look how dumb this is. This will be a keepsake. Uh Washington at Detroit. <laughs> I will go Washington. I picked Detroit out of my heart last week just because, uh, but no more. So, Washington it is. Yeah, definitely not picking Detroit, so Washington it is. And I think Carson Wentz, uh, pretty fraudulent week one, but I think he's better than Goff. So. Yeah. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Um, the Bucks did not look, like, unreal. The defense is still good. I think, you know, they certainly left points out there. They could have scored way more. Um, But if that's what a Brady having like a hangover from whatever family issues are going on looks like, um, it's still tough to pick against them, uh, especially against the Saints. I know the Saints have this thing. They beat them in the regular season all the time. I don't know. It 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 ends now. No more Sean Payton. I'm going Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think Tampa was Tampa's defense was more impressive than their offense. Um but they got some weapons there. I like don't love the Saints, so I'm going to pick Tampa, but this I, I I feel like the Saints could win this just based on their track record in that building against them, but against Brady, but we'll see. No no Sean Payton, maybe that matters, who knows. Yeah, I'm not I don't know if it's going to be the same deal. So that's why I'm going Tampa. Carolina at the football giants. <laughs> These are scintillating. Uh, I'm going to go giants. I don't know. I think, I think if you go for two and don't get it, I think you set yourself up to have a, just more, you know, you'll, you'll have more losses like that. You make that two point conversion. Uh, Dayball maybe has the team fired up. Coming home, Carolina's not a strong team either. 
Uh, and so I'm going to go with Giants at home. Yeah, I'm going to go. It's kind of boring. This week's kind of boring so far, but I'm going Giants as well. I mean, I just I I can't pick Carolina after what I saw in week one. Not great. Who knows what happens in week two, but I'll take uh, I'll take the Giants, I guess. I don't love it, but none of these matchups are that great. Yeah. Uh, New England at Pittsburgh in the one o'clock hour. You go first, Christian. Uh, yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh because it's uh, in their building and the Patriots kind of blow. So I think it'll be close. I do think it'll be close. I think the Patriots should have a better week here. Um, but I worry about Brian, uh, Brian, Brian Flores on the Steelers staff because. Oh, I hadn't even, uh, I had com- yeah. completely forgotten about that. He kind of threw a lot at Mac Jones last year. So I worry about Mac Jones in this game, and hopefully he can get through it because it could be a long day. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, hey, find just find a way to win, whatever it takes. Uh, don't care that the other team's long snapper was out of the game, and you have backup, backup, backup tight ends snapping the ball. Uh, just, just win. The Patriots need this game. Mm-hmm. This. It's tough to say, you know, week two is must win, but like if they if they don't want to have a debacle of a season, they need this game. The defense is certainly going to be able to do its part against Mitch Trubisky. Uh, can the offense show up? I think they can. You know, no Watt that takes away a big piece for the Steelers uh, that they could have used to attack this team. Um, so I'm going to pick the Patriots only because they have to have it. They need it. Um, it's not going to be easy, but just like the Steelers found a way to win last week and win a game, you need to find a way to win a game this week and just get to one-on-one. So I'm going to pick the Pats because they need it way more than the Steelers do. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Uh, tie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not uh, bet against that. Can you believe that? I mean, Rodrigo Blankenship, like, drafted pretty high for them. Peace. Yeah. That's stunning. I mean, I know I know people, I mean, teams don't necessarily, like, feel like kickers are, like, the most important piece. Like, hey, that they're all replaceable. But And there's more good kickers on the street, you know, than there are jobs available. But, wow. Um I don't know. I, I honestly think this game might end in a tie, uh, but I, I'm gonna pick Jacksonville because they're at home. I, I I don't know. Like Indy, you're supposed. I mean, I think Nick said it in the comment section. I'll never trust the Colts to win a game again. They can't beat the Texans. Who can they beat? Yeah, I'll tell you who they can beat. Jacksonville, because <laughs> they're gonna beat them this week. All right. They scored 17 points in the fourth quarter to tie that game. They're lucky they were even in it. So we'll see what happens this week. But I, I have I have no faith in Jacksonville to win any game. So I'm picking Jacksonville, but in my heart, I know this game is going to end in a tie. <laughs> so who gets a point at that point? Nobody. No. So, no. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't give you. I didn't give us Watch. a point for uh, both picking Indy last week. Yeah. True. All right. Miami at Baltimore. Ah, Baltimore. Move on. 
you want me to go first? I said Baltimore. Are you agreeing? <sighs> yeah. In their home building. I, I don't know. I, I don't love... I still don't love Tua. I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but he is sketchy sometimes. I feel like the Patriots were in that game kind of because Tua is not good. But Well, also the play calling. They were like dialing up plays, like passing plays, and he's like almost throwing borderline pick six type throws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Under two minutes. It's like just kneel on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like what are you doing? Um, which was bizarre. Um, and yeah, he throws some shady looking passes sometimes, but – I, 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 hey, if you want to pick them against Baltimore, be my guest because I am no, definitely not. not. Definitely not. I think they have some talent there, but they're not. I, I feel like they're a step below Baltimore. Their quarterback now is going to hold that team back because I think they have a good defense and the weapons they have are legitimate weapons, especially with Hill and what he opens up for everybody else. Yeah, um, Waddle and Hill are probably two of the fastest guys in the league. So. Yeah, uh, but Tua is not going to. At the pro level, ain't going to get done. Not exactly throwing darts out there. Uh, Dots. Atlanta at the scams. Rams need a bounce back. Boy, uh, do they. Atlanta. Got embarrassed. You know, disappointing loss to New Orleans. Now you go on the road. Uh, I'm picking Los Angeles because they're at home. Again, I don't like it, though. I don't like it, but they're going to be the more desperate team. Super Bowl champs, hopefully. They lose this game, look out below, because I, I, I just think they, they're they that's destined for a Super Bowl hangover. We win seven games. Everybody got paid. We're all, we're all just happy to be here type of mentality. But picking them this week, we'll see. Yes, yeah, this, this might be the last. If they get embarrassed again, especially by Atlanta, then maybe I'll look against it. But I guess the Bills, I don't even think they're close to the Bills, to be honest. I think the Bills are probably the best team with Kansas City. So I'm um, definitely not going to pick Atlanta here. I just can't do it. Especially maybe if it was in Atlanta and the Rams have to travel after getting their butts kicked. But yeah, uh, yeah, they're back at home. Uh, I'll say, I'll say Rams. Seattle at San Fran. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> does a Seahawk beat a 49er? A, a, a guy looking for gold. I think the guy looking for gold picks up his gold tray and bashes that bird over the head. Uh, Probably. Picking the 49ers because I think this game's not going to be played in a Category 5 hard game. So. I don't like either team. I kind of wish I could pick this as a tie or, or just like not. Uh, NBD, no, not not to be played here. Uh, <laughs> I would say I'd like it. I'd like the Seahawks more if it was in Seattle. I'll go San Fran, even though they had a less than great showing. And Trey Lance not exactly lighting the world on fire in Week One, but no. Oh well, Cincy at Dallas. Gosh, ugh. Bengals should win this game. Going away. Should. Should 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 they throw? They turn the ball over five times, they will lose this game. But they should win. I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, is is that just is that is that just an aberration? Week one, turning the ball over that many times, Joe Burrow looking that bad because then he looked dialed in, in in the fourth quarter and then in overtime. I mean, if not for 
their long snapper being hurt, they they win that game, you know, and he was on fire in the late half of that game. You know, do you worry about the way that looked to start, and if that's going to be indicative of them having same deal, a hangover type of uh, of season, or is that just you write it off for now unless they look bad again this week? Yeah, I think they're due for a bounce back. I, I just I find it hard to believe they're going to go that far backwards this year. They might have a little bit of a hangover and go like you know whatever, win ten games, nine games, uh, but they're not going to lose two in a row like that. I don't think. And without Dak, I just I didn't see a whole lot from Dallas in Week One, especially on the offensive side, like you mentioned. So yeah, I just I feel like the Bengals should and will win this week. All righty. Moving on, Houston at Denver. Wilson gets his first win as a Bronco. That's what you say? Yeah. <sighs> I'm picking the Texans. I'm going out on a limb. I, I, I think that, like, I, I looked at it and said, you know what? Russell Wilson is you, you just roll him out and you let him do his thing. Let Russ cook. Um, those coaching decisions that, that, you know, Players win games, coaches lose them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be the uh, the mantra here for for Denver so far. And I like Houston as a scrappy team. Davis Mills slings it. Uh, they can run the ball. I'm going to pick Houston. I I just I don't know. I'm troubled by how Denver went about that game. You know, from from a strategy and a coaching standpoint, that's a big time red flag to me. Uh, so. In Denver, maybe who knows? Maybe Russ completely lights it up. He throws like five touchdowns, and everybody forgets about last week. But um, I don't know. I got a I got a weird feeling. I'm gonna pick Houston. That is definitely a weird feeling. I don't know about that one, but uh, Arizona at Vegas. Ooh, two teams that had disappointing starts, and it will continue for the Arizona Cardinals. Vegas at home. I'm vo- I'm so down on the Cardinals. Yeah, so I I don't know if I can pick the Cardinals to be honest with you. I just since last year, I think the since like what November of last year they've sucked. So I'm just I think I might never pick them until they win a game. So I want to go Vegas as well, especially in that building. It's tough. It should be a tough place to play. Should be pretty loud. It's unique stadium. So yeah, go Vegas. Boring, boring, boring. Chicago at Green Bay, eight o'clock Sunday night. This should be easy. Packers in Green Bay. He destroys Chicago. Should. Um, though, if Chicago is competitive in this game, I, I will say, you know, we were both so high on Justin Fields coming out of the draft last year. And he had a rough rookie year. Um, it, it's not like he played great last week, but, you know, showed some fire, some competitiveness. If, if, if he can get it going, I think that's that's good for the NFL to have these young guys come in and succeed. Uh, I just like him as a player, so I want to see him succeed. Um, and uh, this will be this will be a good test. Again, I don't know what the what. Let's see what's the forecast for Green Bay <laughs> this this weekend. Snowy uh, Sunday. No. Yuck, rain. rain. Yeah, rain and seventy-seven degrees. So you're taking Green Bay. Taking Rogers? I'm taking Rogers for now. But I don't love it. I certainly Bears. don't love it. The Bears defense got off to a rough start and then they kind of took over. I'm gonna take the Bears. 
I did not like one thing I saw from Green Bay. Not one thing. Yeah. This is uh like the 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 Packers were somebody I didn't think they were, so I still will pick them this week. But if they, you lay a double egg in the division to start your season, yeah, oh. especially with a guy like Rodgers who can check out in a minute. Yeah, woof woof woof. Um, yeah, they aren't who we thought they were. Is that one of those? That- yeah, basically. Uh, Tennessee two Monday night games. Tennessee at Buffalo. Now, what time is that one at? 7.15. Okay, so it's a tad early. Uh, this is easy. This is Buffalo. Um, Bingo. Buffalo looked great. Yep. Except for their willingness to run Josh Allen with a game well in hand. Uh, and my concerns about the only thing that I think can stop them is themselves. And if they get Allen hurt, because I said that you cannot go through a whole season with him throwing the ball 50 times and also being your leading rusher again in every yeah, game. hundred percent. Yeah. You will not get through a whole season. That Just dude is people and, into the and, third row. And guess what? It's hard to tell a player. Don't try. If he's out there and you, t- you tell him to, to we're going to design quarterback run. That dude's not going to turtle and go down. He's not going to pull a Brady or any of these guys who take it. He wants to run through people. Understand who your personnel is. So you know what? Don't call those plays. Don't call qu- quarterback keepers out of the gun where he can get you know snapped in half up 20 points in the fourth quarter. That's the only thing that worries me. I want to, I would love to see the Bills win the Super Bowl this year. I think it would be great. But I, I would be worried if I'm a Buffalo fan that they are going to hurt the quarterback who is the most important position on the field and the most important player on that team. Yeah, And, and the best player on that team. That would be a big concern of mine. So I will pick them to win every single game they're in this this year as long as Josh Allen is healthy. I have serious concerns about him withstanding the whole season. Yeah, 100% so, I agree. Yeah, Buffalo. But uh, pretty much same concerns. I mean, Josh Allen is a hell of a player. He's stiff-armed like a defensive back into like the oh. second row, third row. Yeah. Um, and he was ridiculous in week one already. So, yeah, but I have the same concern that you do. We'll see once we get to week nine here. How he looks. Uh, last game, 7.15 to 8.30. So I don't know how that works, but whatever. Yeah, I, I, they're going to have to be on different ESPN stations. Uh, and it's ESPN weird that there's the overlap. And ABC. It's weird that there's the overlap. Normally it's like an early one and then like a late West Coast one. This is going to be an overlap. It's I don't know why they're doing this, but yeah. oh well. Minnesota at Philly. Um. So I know I'm going to hedge here on how I felt about Green Bay. I'm going to say that Minnesota winning had more to do with Green Bay sucking than it did their own aptitude. So I'm going to go with the Eagles, the home team that, I don't know, they lived up more to my expectations than, I guess, the Packers did against Minnesota. There's a salient point in there somewhere, but Eagles. I just worry about the Eagles giving up 35 points to the Lions, but uh, I'm going to... I'm going to take Minnesota. I don't love them because they're on the road here, and I feel like they're just, they're absolutely due for just an absolute crap fest with Kirk Cousins, but I'm going to take Minnesota. Last week, there were a ton of great matchups and intriguing matchups. This week? Not so much. The Thursday night game is it. Chargers at KC. The rest of these? Ugh. The rest of these are pretty boring. 
from any sort of storyline or intrigue. Like, there's just nothing, nothing to get excited about. Would be good Pitts, Pittsburgh Patriots if TB12 was here. If it no, was, if if about. if TB12 or or Big Ben were still around. True. Yeah. You know, either ones. A more, a little more buzz. So, uh, one last note here because that uh, this is pretty much concluding the show. Uh, what do you think about the comments? Uh, from Tom House, uh, him telling Rich Eisen that Bill Belichick asked him back in 2017, um, you know, how long do you think Tom can go? Should I, why, why don't I just trade Tom now? Do you, do, do you believe it? It really went down in a serious fashion like that, or that that's just snarky Bill being like, tell me why I shouldn't trade Tom Brady. And then the guy gives him like, well, here you see, da, 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 and he's like, all right, buddy. Okay. Yeah, I just think Bill thinks he knows best. And I think Bill has this thing that he can win with any quarterback. That's why he brought Cam Newton here. Uh, and that's just not the case. So I believe it. I think Bill's kind of a – I think he's just – he has much of an ego as Brady does. So I don't know, the two of them. Yeah. I think he probably legitimately asked. Oh, yeah, 100%. Legitimately asked. I'll and, uh, hey, I mean – 2019, I'll trade him. Everybody, he played well beyond everybody, I think, thought. Until you got to, like, he wins the Super Bowl at 41, and you're like, maybe this dude really can just go forever. That's when he started to reassess. I think everybody expected, eh, 40, you'll retire. Eh, this dude doesn't want to slow down. Uh, still look good. I'll say that. I mean, they, they, they obviously left points out there. But Tom himself, um, that guy still zips the ball. That's what's impressive to me. Is, yeah. is that he can still just sling the rock. Oldest quarterback 40, ever playing a game. 45 years old, he's throwing darts. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ain't, that's the only word you should describe. It. So, anywho, uh, that is going to do it for the show. So, thank you for those who tuned in to the live stream. We are live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And you can also take us to go as a podcast through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcasts from. So for Christian Lubber, I'm Andrew Pazelli. Have a good night, everybody. See you later.